0: Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Stew. I'm Matthew Goodman.
1: And I'm Sarah Merle. So Sarah, uh, what are you eating? And what's eating you? Uh, once again, uh, production day here at, uh, at Casa Merle slash uh, Metal Honey Foods uh, headquarters. Um, so what I ate today was a um, Chipotle chicken wrap from the get-go down the street uh actually it was not it was not so bad i've had worse uh, gas station sandwiches and um you know what's eating me is uh i may have found metal honey foods new second home which i'm very excited about and really stoked about the person that i'm working with on that uh and what's eating me is how stupid i feel After today, get this, so, you know, I hired like a, a, basically a person who's going to become my production manager, supervisor, whatever. Um, And she is a professional chef, like a real work on the line, like hotline chef. And uh, I managed to leave the base, like the part that actually makes the, the food processor go at my house, which is what I use to slice up, you know, literally 50 pounds of onions, a full unopened bag and a case of tomatoes. And I was like, ah, shit, let me run home and get that. In the 45 minutes it took me to drive home, get it, and come back, this, this bitch, <laughs> this bitch had cut it all by hand, had skinned 50 pounds of onions, and sliced them by hand. I think she might have used, you know, the the RoboCoop for part of it, but it was like, Like, I had, like, a few moments of just, like, stunned silence looking at the pile of food that she had sliced up with one, her, just her one human body and one knife. And I can't, what, I should have hired this person eight months ago, but we know what we know now. So, what about you? What are you eating and what's eating you? I love that, though. That's great. Also, uh, another Korean American. So, uh, my life is on all ends uh, uh, held up by the anchors (laughs) of... Korean Americans, yeah. It,
0: it makes me think of my uh, my brother's wife who like doesn't let me chop vegetables anymore <laughs> uh, because when I do it, they're not like perfectly Perfect. all the same yep. size. Yep. Yeah, oh,
1: <laughs> I feel like yeah, that, a bad Asian. That was the, the other wild thing is like uh, the the piles of again like we're talking about like a total of I think eighty. 80 pounds of food or maybe 70 pounds of food, but like 70 pounds of fresh produce. And it all looked identical cuts. Like it looked like identical uniform pieces. Anyway, I don't pay her enough. And as soon as I can pay her more, I'm going to. That's the point.
0: That's awesome. So yeah. So we uh, at Legal Accountability Project, we got our first intern. Yeah. Um, I had worked with her before and we had a really great conversation and we have, I'm just so happy that she decided to uh, stick with me uh, from where I was before to here. And that always, that makes me happy that I'm at least a good enough boss that someone is willing to, you know, put up with me more than once.
1: I was going to (laughs) say, if you're willing to come back from a, what was, was that a free internship or no? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you go through a free internship, which everybody knows is like you know, scraping the barrel of, uh, internship experiences, uh, and you still love it enough and love the cause enough to be like, oh man, yeah, fuck yeah. I'd love to go work for that dude again. That means you're the real deal, Matt. You got to believe me at some point.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: (laughs) Um, so I know. (laughs) Wait, wait, just take, take the time you need to die and then return to life.
0: (laughs) I stupidly drank a really great ginger beer, um, <laughs> but it was really good. But I had forgotten how sharp this particular oh, yeah. brand is, so it was like uh, eating me up. So um, to, I know that you don't have a ton of time, and so this is an AMA. We get to do another AMA now that we've uh, gotten some hilarious questions building up. Um,
1: I was Sarah say, by m- the way, I do have I have plenty of time. What I don't have is like coherent thoughts for very much longer. Ah. So anyway carry on.
0: okay so we're gonna we're gonna get increasingly incoherent as we go Hell answering yeah. these questions um, that I am going to try to alternate between ridiculous and semi-serious. love it. So the first one we're gonna start with might be my favorite and it's very simple. <laughs> it is <laughs> How do you season a chicken without salt? I, this know, is like, from user, this is from listener Jake. Uh, and I don't know why you're
1: asking us this, Jake, but we will answer. So I guess, like, I want to answer both seriously and facetiously. So facetiously, I want to say, you don't really want to eat chicken. You want to just consume protein and they make powders for that. So just how's it that Some way. Whey protein. Yeah, truly. Whey protein, just like, dude. Blend it with water and then drink it until you shit forever. Uh, But the real answer that I want to give you is twofold. One is, if you are on a low-sodium diet, for example, if you are on dialysis or whatever, having a low kidney function, first of all, bummer, sorry about that, Medicare for all, um, and use uh, lemon and as many fresh herbs as you can. Now, the problem is that salt... Is what makes things the 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 universal adage about salt in the culinary world. The salt makes things taste more like themselves. So salt is not even a flavor in and of itself. It's an enhancer. So hmm. uh, there are also some non-sodium based alternatives. Uh, one of the a great one is that's called no salt. It's a potassium chloride. Um, it tastes pretty darn good. Um, I drink it in my water in the summer to keep me from passing out. And uh, I would just look into. Um, as many bright flavors as you can, uh, funky flavors, uh, lime juice, lemon juice, any of your acids, uh, fish sauce, uh, gochujang. Uh, go, yeah, go see your your friends in East Asia uh, for flavor suggestions. It's all there. It's delicious.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I think that the acid recommendation is really good. One really clever little tip that um, one of uh, my chef friends gave me for grilling chicken in the summer, what he does is that he uh, slips a little slice of lemon underneath mm. in between the skin and the chicken. Usually usually this is on thighs. And then he like puts a sprig of rosemary in there too. Awesome. Um, and then he adds a tiny bit of honey, rubs it into the skin so that it'll crisp up nicely um, while it's grilling. And you you don't need to salt that. That gives you a uh, little bit of brightness, a little bit of earthiness, and uh, a little bit of sweetness caramelization. And it is freaking bonkers good. Super simple, <laughs> but it feels <laughs> feels really fancy um, when people see, oh, wow, you even slip something in between uh, <laughs> the <laughs> skin and the chicken. It's like, yes, I, I am a man of culture.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the between the skin idea is really good because there's so much stuff you can jam in there, like... Uh, you know, you can make like a pesto or like a a chimichurri and stuff it in there. Um, Mm. also since I never miss an opportunity when I'm tired, but sort of amped up from production to get on a, a high horse, which is, uh, the sodium study that says like, uh, increased sodium intake, like raises your risk of, I think it was heart attacks, but, uh, might have been strokes. Anyway, that was based on like really bad science. That was like really bad metadata. Um, salt is not a problem for you. You can actually eat quite a bit of salt um, unless you do have low kidney function or you're on dialysis, in which case don't yeah. fucking do it. But I'm not a doctor, so talk to one about it.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm someone who needs a lot of sodium to keep my, yeah. <laughs> my blood pressure up. This is not the case for Jake, it seems like. But hopefully that gave you some ideas uh, for how to season the chicken without salt. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that question, Jake. <laughs> Um, so this is, this is a little bit of, of a downer. I'm going to say, this is by use, this is by user cat and a listener cat rather. Um, and, uh, cat just went through a divorce earlier this year and is asking how I'm 45. I got divorced, um, at the beginning of this year. Um, I have the kids most of the time, but how do I make friends? How do I uh, try to you know socialize and make friends when now that I'm a single mom and um, and I don't have the father to take care of uh, and like I went, we went <laughs> okay um, I'm trying to I'm trying not to reveal any particular uh, personal information <laughs> um, and uh, sometimes uh, sometimes when I'm oh this is sometimes with with my kids. I get a pang of, of, and I'm having a great time. I get that pang of missing having my husband around, and it makes me feel more alone, um, not less. Um, is this something that will get easier as time goes on?
1: Damn, that's a really, that's a really, really good question. That's a really good question. I guess before I jump in, because I'm feeling bossy today, I want you to to lead this one off because you're a, a more sensitive person than I am. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, It does get easier Uh, and I can say this not from I have not personally gotten divorced, but I have definitely had a long term romantic relationship breakup relatively um, recently uh, in my late 30s. And it's hard. It is really, 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 really hard to make friends once you're basically out of your 20s. And I can only imagine that it gets much harder. Uh, It's more difficult with kids. But that said... I think the key is also making sure that you're doing stuff that interests you, not just things that are for your kids. Yeah. Um, that like going to the zoo with your kids is great, but you also may ha- And kids often will want to do stuff like this is like, do things that you're interested in. Like if you like painting, like go maybe to like a local uh, art center and do like a nighttime, like a figure painting class or something like that. Yeah. Those things are often cheaper free. Um And oftentimes, you know, the kids can go there and play with the other kids, do some art of their own. Um, I don't know how old your kids are, but um, I assume that they're on the younger side if you're taking them to the zoo. (laughs) Um,
1: Wrong, map, The zoo is is great at all stages of life from nine months to 99. Okay.
0: (laughs) Um, Maybe it's just because, you know, as a single dude now, I feel like going to the zoo as a (laughs) single fully grown man is like you're going to wind up in jail. <laughs> um, and, and I would also say, like, give yourself time. Everyone processes relationships differently. There's no set time frame. I know that there. you probably have a lot of friends and family who are saying things like, oh, you know, you'll get over it. Or somebody would be like, well, I was on to my next person in three months or whatever. It's like, this is very individual. So don't feel like there is a um right way to do it. Yeah. You just have to like really listen to yourself. Um, and if you can, this is we make this recommendation like I think like every episode, it's like find some time to get a good therapist yeah. who will help you through sort of the transitioning into a new part of your life because you know, especially in our middle age, um when we especially when we imagined a particular life for ourselves growing old, right? We're yeah. not just losing the relationship. We're also losing the version of ourself and the version of our life um, that we imagine 30 or 40 years from now. So it's like a small death. Uh, um, but it's also like a rebirth in a sense. So having um, a good therapist, good friends, and just some patience with yourself – to like be reborn phoenix like like (laughs) you know (laughs) have the grace and kindness that you extend to others extend it to yourself as well
1: i was gonna say you you really took the words out of my mouth when i when you were saying you know mourning this vision that you had for yourself for 20 or 30 years down the road like of course we make plans and of course we base our plans on like what we perceive as the willing participation long and short term of whatever partner you know puts a ring on it and uh like like you said, I've never been divorced, um, and I really don't have a ton of like deep like breakup experience. But uh, you know, the more entwined your life gets, the longer you are together, the more it is like separating a, a conjoined twin. You know, it's like even even if you're only married for a couple years, <laughs> maybe it wasn't a very good idea in the first place, and like you had your doubts or whatever. That's still like a big life unconjoining from another person, and you do have to like build a new identity as like a single person with kids. And uh, if there's anything that's comforted me throughout the hardest parts of my life, which is, and it is that someone has been through this someone Mm -hmm. somewhere is feeling exactly the way you feel they're in shockingly similar circumstances. And, you know, if it seems kind of intimidating, which I think is reasonable, like start with online groups and like, go, you know, join boards, like positive ones, like, don't let yourself fall down like the rabbit hole of like piss on my ex husband land Mm -hmm. and I'm not lovable. And you know, this divorce is confirms larger, meaner truths that I, that I, you know, say about myself. Yeah. Uh, it's not a failure, right? Like the, you know, just divorce and the breakup of relationships is just not a failure. It's it, your things that you might want change or, uh, but I think, like you just said, like make as much space for yourself and all of your feelings. So grief for this these plans that you made and grief for, you know, whatever you felt earlier on in the in the pre-divorce years and all that happiness and all that stuff is still worthy and good. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, go on the internet and go on find a forum that is unrelated to your divorce, like you said. Uh, go find something and new to be good at and do it in person. And then I promise you, there's probably someone else in that room who is either going through what you're going through or has been through it and can talk to you about it and just go out and do stuff that make you happy and meet all those other people who are trying to make themselves happy too.
0: Yeah. One of my, uh, one of my friends took up longsword after she (laughs) got
1: divorced and she said it was fantastic. That's so awesome. I will say, um, I went through, like, it wasn't even a breakup, it's like one of those things where you let, like, this person sort of creep their way into your life, and then you're like, holy shit, you live here. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? When did this happen? And then they and then they dump you, like, your charity project oh. dumps you, like, triple humiliating. And... What I what I did is my friend Audra Sternberg said, um, hey, do you want to get in this um, indoor sports league? And I said, sure. What sport? And she said, trampoline, dodgeball. And I said, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I (laughs) need that. How have I never heard of this before? (laughs) You know, those like Sky Zone places, the places that are just all trampolines. So they so we have in Indianapolis, we have the Circle City Sports League. And the difference is anything dodgeball related to uh, is people who are not yet assigned to these programs by a judge, but might soon be. And it's like a bunch of white bros with like some seriously unaddressed rage problems. And one got me in the face with a soft ball so hard that it left a print of my teeth Jeez. on my top and bottom gums. Uh, so anyway, do your homework uh, before you join your new thing. Don't make sure you're not going in there with a bunch of like, you know, wall street hedge fund rage, uh, rage cases, but, Get out there and try something new. Like, th- See this as an opportunity to like meet yourself all over again. You'll be great. Yeah. You'll be fine. You're awesome. I can already tell. You listen to our podcast, so you're great.
0: I agree. and Thank you, Kat. Uh, we really appreciate it. And hopefully you'll follow up with us again um, in a few months. Let us know how things are going. Yeah. Um, so the next one's funny. Right. <laughs> um, so, um, this is by user uh, Queen. Uh, User, God, I don't know why I'm saying that. This is by (laughs) Listener Queen. Love it. And the title of the email is pretty self-explanatory. I have a chair full of bees. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently, they are honeybees. And uh, Queen doesn't want to kill them, but also doesn't want them in this lawn chair. Sure. Um, how how do I move them without killing them and or myself?
1: <laughs> well, uh, if you live in Indianapolis, you should call Ross Harding, and Ross Harding works for uh, or has his own company called Hardwood Honey, and part of his business is rescuing beehives. And I guarantee you, if you're close to any major or major major or semi major city someone is doing that work um in your city now if you're really feeling adventurous and you want to just do it yourself um and they have not set up comb and they're just swarming uh if it's just like a big like mushy moving pile of bees with no comb that seem to be sort of gathered around a middle thing the thing in the middle that they're trying to protect is the queen queen and so uh you can look online If you're really feeling adventurous to see how you identify the queen, she's hard to find for a novice, but she's in there. And then you can put the queen in a little clip. If you know what that is or have one and then put it in a beehive and then all the bees will follow the queen into the hive. Uh, if they've like set up comb and shit in there, Hey, uh, yeah, you're going to need to call a pro because they're at that point they're established. And if you try to just like cut the comb out and you don't have any like smoking materials, um, you're gonna have a bad time. You're gonna have a bad day.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I would say definitely. If you like, if you Google like beekeepers near near me or something, and you don't okay. find anything, just remember that uh, another word for beekeeper is apiarist. Yeah. Apiarist. A P I A R I S T. You can Google that. Um, you can also so you
1: Google p- swarm collection or Bee Rescue. And that is just people who are... Sometimes they have these really cool things which are like uh, little gentle vacuums and they can just come out and suck all the bees out um, and it feeds it right into a little hive. So someone near you knows how to get rid of these bees and they will do it for free and gladly come pick up the extra yes. hive to harvest the honey.
0: Yeah, And it might not be honeybees. There are a lot of different types of bees. Um, but most of them are good. Most yeah, of them don't, you don't want to kill.
1: Please don't kill them. Yes. If, yeah. if they're not angrily stinging you like if it's not like yellow jackets or something obviously bad just please don't kill it please
0: yeah (laughs) uh and i think that's i mean thank you for (laughs) thank you for the message uh queen and yeah just there are i'm sure that there are experts around that you can get do not destroy it and probably yourself um by trying to annihilate it um (laughs) Uh, so go and find those beekeepers near you and do it. And, and let us know how this, uh, (laughs) how this Apollo 13 like project turns out.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to say, the thing you just have to remember is that like bees are like a giant, um, (laughs) it's like a big herd of cows, right? Like, and in the same way that cows can trample you, if they get like, they're, if they get a little too confused or they get upset or whatever, uh, so just leave it. When in doubt, leave it to, uh, to Apiarius because they are experts and they, they know what to do to keep themselves and you from getting your shit all fucked up by a bunch of bees. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. So, um, this next one's a little more serious. Uh, it's by listener. It's from listener Scott. And, uh, Scott writes that his 13 year old son. Uh, so Scott was out of town for a weekend, uh, to visit some friends. And uh, the son stayed with his sister. And over that weekend, the son got into a fight with the neighborhood girl and got the crap kicked out of him. Oh, dear. By the neighborhood girl in front of all of his friends. Oh. So now he's really depressed. Um, he, he's scared not only of her, but of being made fun of by his friends. He's afraid that she's going to be like waiting outside for him so he doesn't want to leave the house. Um, <laughs> how, should, how should Scott handle this?
1: Oh Scott, my dear, oh dear! If it is the Scott that I think it is, first of all, woof. Secondly, uh, boy, it's
0: this probably is, not someone. It's probably not someone we know.
1: Okay, uh, I would say um, this is, you know, a real illustrative case of sometimes uh, you crank that soldier boy, and other times that soldier boy cranks you. Yeah. And that soldier boy really cranked the fuck out of your kid. And that sucks. That really sucks. Um, It's not good. All violence is bad. Like, probably start with that. Like, violence is bad no matter what. Do not start physical confrontations with people under any circumstances for any reason. And try to just walk away from them whenever you can. Boof. Um, uh... You know, I would say that this underscores the importance of peacekeeping and saying, you know, uh unfortunately like you will have humiliating times in your life that you bring on yourself and it's the worst it's the worst when you bring it on yourself and uh, Oh,
0: it's definitely the sun's fault. I'm not giving details, but the sun definitely started this.
1: Well, I know, and I know that because um 13 is a tough age to be anyone. It's a really tough age to be a boy also because girls get way bigger than you like and start you feel like the girls get more than you do because you still look like a little kid but a lot of your female friends like kind of look like adults which is also confusing and like they also don't want any fucking thing to do with you at that age and uh I get that there's like rage involved in that but like this is where it's so important to just remind boys that like they are not entitled to girls' attention in any form or fashion. You know what I mean? Yes. And that
0: if you, start, if you start shit, sometimes you get hit, right? Yeah. That, like, it doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl, that if if you do something dumb that, that could be obviously provoking to someone and they kick the crap out of you, like, that is – they shouldn't have kicked the crap out of you, Yeah. right? But in that's this particular bad. case, that's bad. But also – what you did to start the fight in this particular case was actually dangerous. Um, So I can understand why I I, I try not to give details because I think it would. um, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want any identifying stuff in this. Mm. Um, That like, she was right to be really angry with you and you're lucky that like she didn't, you know, that she kicked your ass rather than like reporting you to the police Um, Oh, it's one of those situations. It's not sexual or anything. It's just um, what he did could have really hurt her.
1: Got it. It Got it. Got
0: it. It it didn't, but it could have. Yeah.
1: Got it. It's one of those situations where like – a few clicks different in the old fate uh, road yeah. of fortuna, uh, and it, you got a real tragedy on your hands—that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, like to give you an example, there was one time, um, you know, my brother and I were playing around, and he was like riding his bike around, and uh, I was kicking around a soccer ball. So I thought it would be funny to like, oh, you no. know, kick the ball in between the uh, uh, like in between his wheels. Yeah, and I actually did it, oh, but what no. I didn't anticipate is that it would then jam the wheels. And he'd go flying over the top of the the bike uh, handlebars. It was not my intention, but it was incredibly stupid
1: um,
0: and dangerous to do. And I knew better. I was like 11. I knew better. Um, And I was lucky that the only thing he did was like really, really yell at me and like threw the ball back at me angrily. He would have been very, very within his rights to to absolutely kick my ass. And it was kind of within those. So it was kind of within that sort of uh, framework. So, again, I would say, like, this is a chance for him to apologize to her. Yeah. Because he does owe her an apology. And then this is maybe something to talk over with the parents. Yes. That he he has to give a heartfelt, meaningful apology to her. And then she has to give an apology for him for kicking the shit out of him. Because that is an overreaction yeah. and that is dangerous, yeah. too. Yeah. Um. And... Uh, then it's a good chance to talk about consequences, about decisions, about danger, right? About physical yeah. danger. Um, and uh, Scott, if hopefully this will make you feel a little better. One of my buddies uh, absolutely got the crap kicked out of him uh, by a girl on the playground when we were little. I think we were like nine or something like that. And they ended up getting married.
1: So... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Also, my sister got the shit kicked out of her one time at a a skating rink, and uh, the girl took off her skate and started, like, slashing my sister's sweatshirt with it. But, like, I don't know what was actually said. I know that the version that I heard seemed a little bit edited when I got it, but, uh, you know, don't say shit to other people. Like, mind your fucking business, you know? Like... If someone is, if someone is keen to fight, and I'm, I let's let's be honest and say, like there are situations where there is just an asshole who really wants to throw a punch for any reason, and they're out to provoke people. Of course, that exists. But again, we have to double back. Even more reason to walk away, and um, yes. I will say also as just like if we're if we're having like this macho, you know, defend women thing, one of the sexiest things I ever saw was a guy trying to start a fight with a friend of mine and a friend of mine made fun of him for fighting, like made fun of him for wanting to start a fight at like a high school party. And it was so humiliating for him to refuse to fight him because it would have been so fucking pathetic that the dude was like humiliated into leaving the party. You know what I mean? So like, Mm -hmm. While I'm sure it's it's very um, satisfying to want to uh, level somebody with a nice punch, first of all, you're probably not going to hit them as hard or as straight as you think they are. You're going to end up doing something embarrassing like breaking your thumb or your hand. And there's nothing more humiliating that you could do than like laugh at the idea of having a fist fight with this person.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's a really, really good point. Um, and this is a way to you know, he, he doesn't need to view this as like an assault on his manhood no. or something like that. Like, if his buddies are gonna make fun of him, um, like more than just the normal, like friendly ribbing, uh, but if his friends are really gonna try to continue to humiliate him about this, he needs different friends, yeah. Uh, and I'll just be straight up like, I was definitely. Um, I was just talking to my mom the other day that I never really had trouble standing up to bullies. I was never averse to conflict, mm. but like if one of my friends turned out to like to want to humiliate me or um, wasn't nice to me, like the way that friends are to each other, yeah, um, then they just stop being my friend. And I think that's a really good life lesson: is that like yeah. no one's friendship, no relationship, is nothing is worth being in if that person just makes you feel bad about yourself.
1: Oh my god, totally. I was just going to say like that my my follow-up thought there was if you see your kid, you know, getting into some patterns that are upsetting to you for some reason, I would also say like examine what part of your family culture is um is maybe holding this up as like a good way to interact. Right. So if like Mm. your kid's making friends with people who are not very kind and encouraging him to like maybe engage in some behaviors that he wouldn't like, you know, think about like what it is maybe in your family culture that is driving them to seek that kind of approval. You know,
0: I think, I think that's fantastic advice. That's a good chance for you to reflect on your parenting as well. So thank you. Uh, let us know how it goes. We hope it works out for the best. Um, and uh, please follow up because this to me is really, really, uh, it's a tough situation, but a good yeah. parenting situation. Yeah. So this next one deals with uh, fur babies, not actual <laughs> human babies. So uh, <laughs> Wolf writes, um, <laughs> it's like, for a dog or a cat uh, who used to be an outdoor dog or a cat and now has transitioned to being indoor, but still wants to go out, how do you help that pet transition to staying indoors? And the reason is, is that um, it's not safe for the animal to be wandering around outside in this particular place.
1: Uh, you could do, um, you got so many options, right? You can, if it's a cat, I don't know if you've seen the, the catio. Have you seen the catio, Matt?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Like a little, it's like a little screened in porch thing that you can attach to a window And the cat can, like, hang out there. You can, if you're really into it, you can build, like, a run out of it. You know what I mean? Like, a chicken run or something. But, uh, uh, that would be the other thing, is, like, a little, like, chicken coop kind of situation where, like, the cat can be, or dog can be, like, on the ground or, uh, you know, be in the grass and have shade and, like, be outside and still smell all the smells. Um, but not be able to be stolen by a shithead in the neighborhood and also, like, uh, get used to being inside, but outside. You know what I mean? Like a coop feels like it's like a, a place, but it's outside technically.
0: One hundred percent. And I didn't know they're called cadios That makes me so happy. That's adorable. I love it. Um, there's actually like so. And I'm looking for places in DC. There is one place a way too far out uh, from the city that I want to be in. But one reason that like I'm really attracted to it, it has two, um two enclosed like catio areas oh! and i know that benny would absolutely love it of course like you know this is not it's it's not practically close enough for my work but i'm just like man that sounds like freaking luxurious <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
0: if it's a dog um that can be a little bit harder uh yeah. because of the dogs i'm just gonna assume it's a little bit larger especially if it yeah. if it spent a lot of time outside yeah. Uh, one thing you might want to do um, is you can always get um, is, is tr- it, you can always try to uh, find a dog park or some sort of outdoor area around you where the dog can be off leash. Yeah, uh,
1: yep.
0: this is something really, really great for I think for all dogs, uh, even a bulldog like Benny. He likes being off leash sometimes. Um, and if you have the flexibility in your schedule, if it's if your dog's not friendly with other dogs, try to go at a time that, that is off peak. when other people are not there which is what i do because you know my schedule is more flexible now sometimes i'll take benny you know either right after people leave for work so around like 10 o'clock in the morning (laughs) um and like no one's there right now uh, at those points so i can let him off and he can run around without being fussed by other dogs and it lets him get that energy out of the way get that feeling of having been outside but then you know so then he doesn't bug me for the rest of the work day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say if you have if like if you can teach them a skill, like a- Abraham Stinkin is kind of a dipshit in many ways, but he is really great at recall. And that's like one of the things that we worked on is I used to live by like an old growth forest part of Indianapolis and he would, you know, you like whatever, you give them like the treat so that they you could let them go and like They get out of your sight, they can go really far away, but as soon as you call them with like a whistle, or if you can whistle or whatever, um, and they'll come back to you, then like that kind of satisfies both things. And then it's like, you can call them back, put them in the car, take them home, and they get their little romp in the woods, you know?
0: Yeah, that only works if your dog is trained to actually respond to your commands. Yeah. So just be really aware of that. I I could not let Benny out of my sight, because he does not listen to my commands (laughs) 90% of the time. He knows them. But he decides whether or not he wants to actually do it. Um, but I'm lucky because he's homebody. He wants me close to him anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so he won't go farther than 30 or 40 feet. So never out of sight. So,
1: <laughs> you know,
0: measure all these things. I think the patio is a great idea. Um, and uh, see if you can find an outdoor area. Uh, and if not, I mean, then you're just going to have to think about what your outdoor space is. How can you make your outdoor space? Uh, a little more welcoming uh, for your pet. Like I know some people have plantings that are poisonous um, yep. to their animals. You really need to think about replacing those because you just don't want an accident to happen. Yep. All right. Uh, <laughs> so good luck. Uh, let us know how you how you satisfy your best friends uh, need to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're gonna go silly with the last question, just because this is just a perfect question. Um, this will be the last one for today. Is if you were a ghost, who <laughs> or what would you haunt and why? What would be your signature haunting move? And this is from listener Upside Down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's kind of like do I want to cause myself to have fun more than I want to cause other people to have terror? But I don't know if I want to spend like the rest of my eternal existence like terrorizing other people. I think I would rather like cause I would I would rather do like ghost pranks, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> like uh like I think that because I enjoy fucking with um um uh, Oh my God. Spam callers. Like, because I like enjoy that way too much. Like, I think that I would like constantly be coming up with like a new bit, like, uh, like running up to people and like running up to Disney adults and being like, my baby, have you seen my baby? And like, you know, they, that is the, that first of all, because that is the most boring person at their office guaranteed. And you just gave them a story that they will get hundreds of miles out of. That is a, full tank of story gas that you just gave them. <laughs> I think that's actually what I would do. I think that I would be I would be a story starter for people who are just like boring and are like really struggling to have something good to tell at parties and I'm going to give them a story and that'll be my my ghost blessing to others. So,
0: oh, I love that. So you're going to haunt parties. And you're going to identify people who are bad at telling stories at parties, follow them around, and then give them better.
1: Oh. Yeah. I'm going to only appear to the most boring person at every party (laughs) and see them struggle or succeed to convince others of what they saw. (laughs) That sounds fun, actually.
0: That's great. And and you're doing a public service too for everyone involved. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's, I love that. I think that's a great idea. What about Um, you? You know, this might sound a little ridiculous, but and it might maybe a little creepy, but I don't mean it in a creepy way. <laughs> Is that like, so I would probably want to find a like a home with a family and mm-hmm. then definitely only show up to the kids, but, oh, of in course. Pla- but like communicate with them in like playful ways. Like, for example, <laughs> like we, we might do like back and forth lines of of like, poetry in like the uh, uh, in the shower mist or whatever right so like they might write a word and then I would write a word so we would like do a uh, an exquisite corpse <laughs> um, which, which seems you know a little on the nose but it seems appropriate <laughs> or like you know figure out where the dad's like stash of like hidden uh, uh, Nestle crunch bars or whatever are and let the kids know so they
1: can take them oh that is the best I would love to be like like I have no desire to be a parent but I think it would be like fun to be a um a nanny in the style of Rosie O'Donnell's golly in uh <laughs> yeah. Harriet the spy yeah right it's mostly just whimsical rhyming and shielding a child from her neurotic insane parents I think I'd be great at that as a ghost probably you too
0: yeah i I, I think also especially for a kid who might be a little bit um down on themselves or having a tough time, like giving them, you know, good ghost affirmations that they weren't getting uh, from other places. Um, And also like, I think that being that, you know, especially if you're in the right kind of house, you'll get generations of children that you'll be able to, (laughs) um, that you'll be able to spend time with. And I feel like, especially if I'm dead um, and I I, I assume that ghosts, it can get tedious after a while um, (laughs) that, being able to know that you're still like contributing <laughs> to society in some way that people will remember w- would be a nice thing. Um, although I could, also, one, of, but my go to ghost move would probably be leaving funny messages for them um, or like writing silly stories in like, you know, frost or whatever. Um, but also, I would like to be, I think, like in my heroic ghost moment. I also would uh, maybe I'll, uh in, in an alternate version, maybe I'll team up with like a cop and like, hmm. um like haunt, uh, like find homes that I think are like at high risk of, of trouble or something. And like leave cryptic messages that will slowly trail a breadcrumbs, Hansel and Gretel help the cops solve crimes.
1: I, first of all, if there's one kind of ghost, I will not be. It is an agent of state violence. Let me tell you that right now. Uh, No, no cops in Ghost World, in my Ghost World. It would Uh, be
0: like specifically like going after dudes who like murdered their wives and got away with it or like secretly abusing their children. I'd be doing that stuff.
1: I would, I like, if you're a ghost, like torture that motherfucker till they blow their brains out with a shotgun. Like go all the way. I am worried that they would, that they would take out their terror on the rest of the family. (laughs) Oh no, no, no. Like you got to do it. Um, Oh fuck. There's a great movie oh my god, what is the name of that fucking movie where the, it's like two teenagers rig this old man's house. There's like a, there's, oh, hold on, hold on. Let me look up the title. Uh, so it's
0: like, so you would be a vigilante ghost. You'd be like Batman ghost.
1: Well, okay, first of all, uh, let's be real. The actual, uh the actual kind of ghost that I would be would be someone who haunts like beautiful historic homes and then just like never stops telling the owners how tacky all their furniture is like I'm not destructive and I'm not mean but I'm just like horrible I'm just horrible and like um really judgmental and I just keep like (laughs) knocking over glasses of wine on their terrible tacky reupholstery of like you know a beautiful mid-century modern couch like I just keep ruining furniture for them until they like finally make it nice again and then that's how they get the haunting to stop that's Mm. the kind of ghost I would really be
0: I would probably really be one of the fucking ghosts who, like, is still teaching a class at Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm dead, I'm still teaching. That would okay. probably be me.
1: <laughs> I uh, I found the movie. It's called The Good Neighbor. It was uh, a 2018 American psychological horror film. Uh, the point is, they two teenagers just decide to prank their neighbor by convincing him that their house is haunted. Um, and then... Um, it gets bad and you should watch it it's a really good movie
0: okay that's a, that sounds great <laughs> it sounds yeah. like a really fucked up adult version of home alone
1: yes it it's it's got that but these two teenagers are convincing this guy that his house is haunted and then you find out as you watch the movie that like his wife is dead and also just like he is in a really really bad psychological place like it mm. like back to uh, not having a fully formed frontal cortex, but like these two boys think they're going to play like a funny prank on a guy. And like, he's not doing well psychologically. And then bad, bad things happen.
0: Huh? So it would be like, so it'd be like if, uh, like home alone, if the two guys broke into a Macaulay Culkin's house and then tortured him
1: (laughs) kind of. Yeah. And, and James (laughs) Kahn, James Kahn is the old man. And, uh, uh, one of the greatest actors of the 20th and 21st century. And it's, 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 you should watch it. It's really, really good.
0: You know, they should do a new version of home alone, in which some kids break into Macaulay Culkin's home and see how he likes it.
1: Oh my God. I bet he would sign on to that film.
0: I think it'd be really funny. Um, I think it could be very, very funny. Anyway, the Hollywood, way, call us. Uh, uh, where we, we, if, you, if you're going to option it, you still need to pay. Uh,
1: one time when Macaulay Culkin's uh, pizza cover band, um, Velvet Underground, Pizza Underground is the name of it. It's a Velvet Underground cover band about pizza. Uh, when he was in town playing at the Hi-Fi, and I worked at the company that also ran the Hi-Fi, he was just like smoking weed in the bottom of the stairs, like by the stage entrance door, uh, like by the one that we go in and out of to go to the office. And I like saw him and my brain registered who it was and what he was doing and why he was there. And I like just kept on going, got all the way up to my seat and sat down. And I was like, well, was Macaulay Culkin downstairs smoking weed at the door by now? And they're like, yeah, probably they just pulled in for pizza underground. I was like, this is the best and weirdest job I've ever had.
0: You know, if I were Macaulay Culkin, that would, I mean, I might not be covering, uh, velvet underground i might you know, i might choose another group but it sounds like exactly the sort of shit i would do so like major props to him for like living his best
1: life no kidding like when you find out like how psychotic his fucking parents are every every uh culkin that comes out even a little bit okay is like wow good for you you really you really survived Good for you, you.
0: made it kid
1: yeah good on you
0: <laughs> He needed a he needed a grizzled uh, uh, he needed like a grizzled old veteran in his life to teach him teach him uh, teach him like uh, how to how, how to keep his head screwed on straight and you know uh, how to do push ups with the right form. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to say I'm so happy we did the AMA um, because we needed something a little bit lighter, a little more fun, um, especially mm-hmm. because. I don't think we're going to get the Dobbs, the overturning row until the very, very end of the term. I think that, uh, the more I think about it, the less they want to like be in public after that happens. So they're going to like, they're going to literally like drop it on the plane as they, as their flights take off out of town. Um, so, (laughs) We're probably going to hold off on the doom and gloom uh, until that actually happens and, and, and gathering our rosebuds while, while we may.
1: I am great with that.
0: Okay. Uh, well, you know what? I, I think about chicken and things you might use to uh, season chicken that don't require salt. I think uh, <laughs> scorpion honey from Metal Honey Foods would uh, go great on chicken.
1: It would go great on chicken. However, it does have uh, a pound of salt in every batch of uh, of scorpion pepper mash. So, uh, sorry if you thought that any of my products were low sodium. Only one of them is. Uh, the other ones will bloat you like a like a fish with a bladder disease. So,
0: well, they taste amazing though.
1: Uh yeah, exactly. That's salt. That's what salt does. It makes things taste amazing. Like, <laughs> You know, I—I'm yeah, spoilers on this one. I just, my new product, Burger Jam, which is up online. It's what we were canning today, me and Grace. And uh, it's got some MSG in it. And it's got MSG in it because MSG is fucking delicious. And, it's and a naturally... I swear,
0: all the people who claim that they're allergic to MSG are full of shit.
1: No, it's not. They are absolutely full of shit because MSG is a very, very common, naturally occurring food byproduct of like multiple preservation methods. So... Uh, also, there's no such thing as nitrite free bacon or or hot dogs or anything. that's not that's not anything. like because so uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my Adam Adam ruins everything uh, about nitrites, which is if your thing says nitrite free in the back of it says celery salt. So when celery salt combines with the meat that's breaking down, that is what actually the reaction between the two of them is what makes the nitrites. so, when they say, they can say no nitrites added, but there's no fucking such thing as a nitrite free cured meat product. That's fucking insane. All right. You know, I'm- that's funny.
0: That's something my mom used to go on about whenever I ate like salami or bacon as a kid. Yeah. But it's not something I've heard about. Um, was that like an obsession in the 80s or something? Because it's not something it I like- hear about today.
1: It's like all of the, you know, it's like all the macronutrients that we, that we, you know, sort through and villainize and everybody takes their turn. You know, it's like, uh, we did fat for most of the, most of the years. Uh, we've got sugar, we've done salt, we've done carbs. Like we just have to vilify a new macronutrient every few years. And, uh, I hate to break it to everybody, but we're omnivores. And the reason we have big, tall brains and stand upright is because we can eat Absolutely anything. So
0: go to, I mean, I have to say, I have used a lot of scorpion honey, especially (laughs) when I'm at my mom's on chicken. And it Uh is freaking amazing, especially because it helps the skin caramelize like a freaking boss.
1: Yep. It is. I will say my mom made some uh, pork tenderloin. Uh, My brother-in-law chose the Father's Day menu and he, uh, she glazed these pork tenderloins and grilled them and said that uh, it just, Takes on a really beautiful color. If you're a sous vide person, a nice sugary glaze on the outside, put it on a hot grill, just get that color going, and then mm, perfect.
0: Oh, now I'm like so hungry, <laughs> oh, like so hungry. Oh, I'm gonna. Uh, and so, where can we go to find uh, oh, yeah. all of your beautiful products?
1: Metalhoney.com. Follow me at Metal Honey Foods, and then Matt. Where can people find you and uh, your nonprofit? <laughs>
0: So you can find me at the at legalaccountabilityproject.org, or you can email me Matthew.goodman at legalaccountabilityproject.org. if you're interested in getting in touch, We are going to be at 23 uncounting law schools this fall, um, awesome. traveling coast to coast everywhere from uh, California, um, all the way up to, uh, all the way up to upstate New York. We don't have anything farther north than that yet. So we're still <laughs> seeing if we can get a main school. This stretch just literally from the most <laughs> northeastern tip to the most southeastern, southwestern uh, tip of the United States. Um, and <laughs> I want to leave us with <laughs> a particularly funny question, uh, which just cracked me up. It didn't have really much, not much to debate. Um, other than, (laughs) and the question is from user, oh, my wife was pulling, uh, from user, from listener, oh, my wife was pulling a prank. It is, why does all my water taste
1: carbonated? (laughs) Uh, you got the old mouth farts, my friend. You just, you, you, you know, someone has hit the wrong button and it's stuck in reverse. So you're going to need to power it down. You're going to need to put your thumb in your butthole uh, and your other thumb in your mouth. And then just push real hard. And then that should uh, that should reverse the gas flow again.
0: Yeah, this is the 100% medical grade advice with two people without medical degrees, <laughs> <laughs> like aggressively without medical degrees. <laughs> but uh, I would just say, you know, like based on, on on your email address, I feel like your wife was pranking you <laughs> by telling yeah. you that she was handing you non-carbonated water <laughs> all the time. Uh, but I think A... She's a keeper. Um, (laughs) And uh, B, if it turns out that that wasn't what was actually happening, go see an actual doctor.
1: Your teeth are dissolving. Your teeth are dissolving. (laughs) Your your teeth are Alka-Seltzer. You're asleep. Wake up. (laughs) I was going to say, your teeth are
0: are Alka-Seltzer. And then I have to say, Alka-Seltzer tastes gross. But like the sound of the tablets dropping in the water is incredibly satisfying.
1: Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. That's the whole, I don't, that's the whole bit.
0: I know it It really is the sound of carbonation. Mm. Uh, but also you can uh, reach us at perp stew on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on all the various uh, podcast apps. Please like, share, subscribe, uh, let everybody know uh, about the podcast. We love getting uh, more and more listeners Um, we have, uh, we added two, uh, two listeners up in Canada over the last week. So we're expanding North. We're beginning (laughs) our global domination as we extend in all four cardinal directions. Um, and Hey, Roe is still the law of the land. So we can, we can for another week. So we can, uh, uh, take some joy in that. Yay. So (laughs) that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, this has been the perpetual stew. I'm Matthew Goodman. I'm Sarah Merle. And until next time, stay curious. Bye.